Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Grand and congratulations. Uh, receiving an accolade like Carer of the Year must mean an awful lot to you. It does. It's actually lovely to have received it. Um, I didn't know anything about it. My sister went along and nominated me and nobody knew when I just got the phone call then to say I had won it. When did the presentation take place? When was the acknowledgement last, given? Last Friday. What happened? In the, count, in the county council. Yeah. Offices. So, a, a wonderful acknowledgement. But let's talk a little bit about the role of the care. How difficult has it been for you in the last year and ten months, say, uh, Elaine? It's fairly difficult because you're kind of looking behind your back and of who's around and trying to see if they're vaccinated, and you're just kind of keeping to yourself. Do you know I mean? You don't want to be mixing too much because you have to think of Lucy and protecting her from getting right. it. And, well, well t- um, tell us about Lucy then. You and I have spoken before, but it's quite a while ago. So, tell us all about Lucy. It's two uh, years ago, Alan, since yeah, we spoke. Two years ago. So what age is she now? <laughs> She's three. She's three since July. And just describe what life has been like for Lucy and for you as a family looking after her. Well, she, look, Lucy needs 24-hour care. She, she's in a wheelchair and she kind of, she's dependent on us 24-7, really. Um, now she has scoliosis, so her back now is getting really sore. So we're we're getting pre-op ready now to go ahead with an operation for that to try to get that sorted for her to make her more comfortable at living at home. She's in yeah. pain and you'd know where she's in pain. How do you help her with the pain then? What what can you do for her? Pain relief, painkillers. That's really it at the moment until we get this surgery done. You you say that she is non-verbal, but is there any form of communication between you and Lucy? She makes different noises for different problems. If she's in pain you know the noise she's making, whereas for something else then she'll make a different noise. Mm. We we know the noises, but nobody else would know, if you know what I mean. And have you other children as well, Elaine? I have, a 14-year-old, Eva. Eva, right. So yeah. it's, a, it's a kind of a, a, a tight little unit, isn't it, your little family? You've had tremendous support uh, yeah, uh, from the local community. Would you like to tell us what happened? They, um, the community got together and they did a benefit night for Lucy and... Uh, a hunt, the Killing Hunt did a, a run for as well and they did an auction and yeah, it was brilliant. Everybody pulled together and helped us out as much as they could and we went along then and we actually got the money raised and we got the grant from the council and we actually built Lucy's bedroom for her. And sure, look, we got great support from local tradesmen as well that just rode in and sorted out for us. So has that given her a better quality of life then, Elaine? Yes. The, the new facilities. Yes, because now she's out of the sitting room and she has her own bedroom, her own space. just makes it easier for her as well. And now she knows that the bedroom is bedtime, uh, whereas the sitting room, you get up and you stay up for the day, which yeah. sometimes yeah. it doesn't mean anything to her because she just does her own thing. Anyhow, she'll sleep when she wants to sleep and she'll do what she wants, you know, herself. And do you get any me time? Do you get any time to relax or is it, is it a 24-hour journey that you are on with your family? Well, at the moment, Lucy, she actually started, she started in hour even. In September, so she's in there two mornings a week. Well, that gives you a bit of a break, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have a bit of time to myself now that I can do whatever I want, which is nice. And it's good for her as well to be mixing with kids her own age and stuff. And how is Dad Darren coping with this? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's the same. Look, we just, you kind of just knuckle down to it and get on with it. You just, yeah. You don't really have a choice. Do you know what I mean? You're there to look after her, so what do you do when you do it? You have to look after her. And that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? Because it, it is. Yeah. Um, how difficult has the last year and ten months been 
because when you and I spoke, none of this had been happening, and now here, here we are in this different world, being in this bubble that we've all been in. What, how difficult was that for you as a family? At the start, we kind of locked ourselves away. We just, look, we did the essentials, what we had to do, but if we didn't need to do something, we didn't do it. We just kind of stayed at home and protected Lucy. Look, we're still doing it, but you kind of have to get back to some bit of normality, but you can't do too much because you don't want to expose her to getting COVID. That's the other. Yeah. It's trying to do a happy medium. But you're a full-time carer, aren't you, Lane? You, 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 I am. This is, uh, and what were you doing before you had to go into this caring role? What were you working at? I was a legal secretary. Do you miss that? I do. Yeah. I actually do. I, make, I miss just mixing with people, just being out there mixing, you know, talking to people and so what can you do? You have to look after. You you now are, are hopeful of an operation. She what will be getting a, it's scoliosis, so she'll be getting spinal surgery. They'll have to put in magnetic rods into her back. And it's a, it's a tough operation, so it's about an eight-hour eight operation. But she, she'll have to just, they have to put her through it because if they don't put her through it, she's going to end up that she could crush her lungs and yeah. her organs inside. So she needs to get this done to straighten her back up and to reduce her pain. Jason Carroll, I have a quotation from the Wexford Care Support Manager. He says, Now more than ever, family carers deserve to be recognised for their enormous contribution to our society. Their unyielding commitment to care for their loved ones at home, particularly during COVID-19, has been nothing short of remarkable. And this sacrifice often comes at a cost to their physical, emotional and financial well-being. Do you feel at times, Elaine, that carers are, are not given, the, not so much the credit, but they're not given the supports they need? Or yes. A lot, could, a lot more could be done. Like what? I think we should be prioritised with the vaccine, which we weren't. We were left till our age group, which is an absolute joke. Like we're trying to look after vulnerable. I'm looking after a vulnerable child, so she can't get vaccinated. So at least they could have done was get me vaccinated and aren't vaccinated to protect her. And now we have but, a similar situation with the booster shot. Do you think that you should be, as an organ, as a group of people, care should be prioritised? Yes, we should be prioritised with healthcare workers. We are healthcare workers. We're just not recognised as healthcare workers because we work at home with our own family. We're just as important as they are, to be honest. It's lovely to talk to you. And I want to take you, to even have the chance to to chat to you again and and to acknowledge you and all the other carers. But you have the airways of South East Radio. As we conclude our chat and we acknowledge you being Family Carer of the Year for 2021. I'd just like to say thanks to everybody for their support and help. With Lucy over the last three years, it's been brilliant. Out to the community, local communities, and everything has just been great. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views.